You're listening to Immersed. I'm Suzanne Zinsley. And I'm Chris Zinsley. Nothing goes according to plan. I guess it's the, the hidden message within the, between the, the lines. It's like uh, whatever bad can happen, uh, it, it usually does. In each episode, we take you deep inside the world of a game. But it relied on a single premise. Hitler had to die in order for the plan to work. That's Nikola Budanovich. He's a contributing writer for the history websites War History Online and the Vintage News. He's going to walk us through some of the attempts to assassinate Adolf Hitler that inspired the game Black Orchestra. Dozens of attempts were made on Hitler's life while he led Nazi Germany during the 1930s and 1940s. Today, we're going to look at three of them. November 8th, 1939. Hitler was at a beer hall in Munich to give a speech. The hall was big enough to allow potentially thousands of supporters to hear him. It was well known that he's going to be there, that it was going to be a massive event, that he will have to, uh, you know, like uh, hold a speech, which would be one of his, you know, feverish speeches as he was known uh, for them. As he spoke, just a few feet away was a ticking bomb. The bomb had been placed there in an assassination attempt by a German worker named Georg Elser. Elser was a carpenter who had grown more and more opposed to Hitler and the Nazis' policies. He got a job working in an arms factory, and he gradually smuggled out 110 pounds of high explosives. For more than a month before the speech, every night he would work in secret in the beer hall, as quietly as possible, digging out a space for the bomb in the stone support column. He would sneak into this beer hall where Hitler would stage his speech and uh, dig this uh, this placement where he would put his his huge bomb which was i mean it wasn't huge in size but it was uh, uh, much more powerful than needed he wanted to be sure or he even wanted to create a large explosion to kill as many as uh, as many of the Nazi party members as he could when he was done He carefully placed the bomb in the stone column, and he set a timer. If everything went according to plan, it would detonate right in the middle of Hitler's speech. Setting up the perfect plan and carrying it out is what the game Black Orchestra is all about. In the game, players work together to carry out a plot to assassinate Adolf Hitler. I am doing nothing suspicious. First action, I pick up the poison. No. <laughs> That's Eric Harrington. He and his co-conspirator, Jamie Dooling Pirelli, are playing Black Orchestra. It's early in the game, and they've started drawing some of the plot cards that will give them different possible ways of winning the game. I found plot G, poison gas. Okay, that is totally my plot because I'm good at this stuff. Eric also gets a plot card that involves derailing a train to kill Hitler. The requirements for that plot are better suited for Jamie. So on her turn, she travels to Eric's location. Five actions. One, two, give me the things. And takes the train derailment plot. Now the players have a plan and a backup plan, and they get to work setting things in motion for both. 
In Munich, Georg Elser had made an oversight. He was plotting just before the war broke out in September, when uh, the invasion of Poland happened. So he didn't count on the fact that uh, Hitler would have to cut his speech short uh, due to the fact that he had to be, this was in Munich, he had to be in Berlin uh, as soon as possible. So Hitler like made a short speech, went out, approximately 10 minutes later the whole place, you know, uh, exploded. <laughs> The bomb went off on schedule. It destroyed the part of the beer hall where Hitler had been speaking just a few minutes earlier. Eight people were killed. Hitler had started the speech early, kept his remarks short, and then left for Berlin. He was unharmed. Timing is a key element for carrying out any plot in Black Orchestra. During the game, Hitler's support level rises and falls based on world events. If a key event is in play. The higher his support, the harder it is to successfully carry out a plot. Also, each conspirator has a motivation level that's tracked on their player board. Your motivation has to be high enough in order to carry out any plot. He's on the move. Hit him. Hold on. I gotta do a plot. <laughs> Jamie is ready to try and carry out her plot to derail the train. This particular plot requires Hitler to be moving between locations. The time is now. In order to succeed, she has to roll dice and hope to get enough hits. But there's a problem. At this moment, Hitler's support is relatively high. I can't do it at all. There's no way to No, there's no way to do this plot. She needs four hits, and she's only able to roll three dice. They can't attempt the plot now because his support is too high. Well, it was a nice thought. These kinds of conversations about planning and timing are exactly what the designer of Black Orchestra wanted. We spoke with Philip Dubarry at the Gen Con 2018 convention. And I wanted uh, people to feel the same feelings that those conspirators had and to maybe have some of the same conversations that they had what's going to happen to me today, or am I still committed to this? Is this something I'm willing to die for? Or, you know, what, what's in it for me? And, you know, they're trying to balance all of these things. A little over three years after Georg Elser failed to kill Adolf Hitler, another plan was taking shape. Elser had acted alone, but this time, some officers in the German military had worked out their own plot. March 1943. Hitler was traveling to the Eastern Front of World War II, where the land controlled by Germany met Russian territory. After his visit, he got on board an airplane that would take him back home. What he didn't know was that an officer in the German army, Henning von Tresco, had figured out how to smuggle a package onto the plane. Supposedly, the box held bottles of French liqueur. In reality, it was a time bomb. Nikola Budanovich again. It was basically a box of brandies that was delivered to Hitler as a present, but actually within the box there, were, there, were, there was explosive. This very plan is one of the plot cards that Philip Dubarry designed for Black Orchestra. That really happened. You know, they really got an actual bomb onto the airplane. The bomb was set to go off while the plane was in the air. 
If everything went according to plan, it would look like the plane had been shot down by Russian fighters. But the bomb's detonator failed to fire. The plane landed safely, and Hitler escaped again. The bomb plot had been executed perfectly, and it was only because of dumb luck that it failed. Third action, I attempt the poison gas. Everything is in place for Eric to attempt his plot. Hitler is in position, he has keys to get in, and he has poison. Lots of poison, actually. He gets to roll six dice, and he only needs three hits. No! One hit. Eric had done everything he possibly could to maximize his odds of success. But just like the airplane bomb in real life, the poison gas plot in the game failed. When you see how much uh, luck was on Hitler's side, you you really you really have to. You, I mean, it's it's really strange how that man managed to avoid dozens of assassination attempts. Some of them very elaborate. Black Orchestra does a good job of conveying this. Here's the designer again, Philip Dubarry. The idea of how futile it could be sometimes. I wanted that feeling in there too. That I, people don't often think about, oh, I, I need this game to make people feel frustrated, you know, but I, I sort of did want that just because that's what the, the original conspirators felt. I wanted, I wanted that feeling in the game as well. It probably goes without saying, but most games are designed to make players enjoy themselves, not feel frustrated. This game has different goals in mind. When you play Black Orchestra, your chances of winning are actually pretty small. Maybe we've put it at something like 25%, 33%, something like that. And yet you can feel it. You know, you know that you're close. You know that, oh, if just these two or three things could line up, we could do this. The real life plot where a success was perhaps the most frustratingly close is also one of the most well known. It happened on July 20th, 1944. Klaus von Stauffenberg was a colonel in the German army who had been severely injured in the war. He was recruited by a group of conspirators including Henning von Tresco. You'll remember him from the airplane bomb plot the previous year. Von Stauffenberg arrived at Hitler's headquarters on the Eastern Front. It was a heavily fortified facility called the Wolf's Lair. In his briefcase was a bomb. He entered the room where Hitler and his aides were planning, left the briefcase, and after a few minutes, walked back out of the room. The bomb exploded, shaking the wolf's lair and killing four people, but not the primary target. Once again, Hitler was uh, incredibly lucky. He survived thanks to this massive oak table uh, which protected him during the explosion. He only had minor injuries. But von Stauffenberg, who saw the blast go off, didn't know yet that the assassination had actually failed. The other conspirators were told the bombing was a success, and they began the crucial second half of the plan, seizing control of Germany. From the point when uh, the bomb exploded and they were assured that Hitler was killed, 
they started to round up and arrest uh, uh, party officials uh, uh, and uh, SS members within Berlin and then started to, to simultaneously act in Paris. The plan hinged on the conspirators accusing the SS, which was the primary paramilitary organization in Germany, of betraying Hitler. So they staged the coup by accusing the SS to be staging the coup. If you, if you understand, that was the main catch. They accused the SS that they had actually killed Hitler and that uh, the plotters are actually like restoring peace and are like uh, acting in behalf of the Fuhrer. But it was really a daring action and it was really a cunning and intelligent plan when you, when you, when you look at it. They almost managed to topple the entire Nazi regime. Of course, the game Black Orchestra doesn't go into any of this. Many of the assassination plots were also coup attempts. But the game is only concerned with one thing, killing Hitler. It doesn't look at what happens after that. And there's something else that the game doesn't dig into too deeply. Many of the conspirators had questionable motives and some very troubling histories. Because of Hitler's repressive security forces, nearly all of Germany's dedicated anti-fascist groups were imprisoned or killed. Any resistance that remained was fragmented. So the most credible resistance could only come from high-ranking officials, especially toward the end of the war. So, so the, the, the rebellion came from the inside, from the, from the very rotten core of the machine. You know, it was like, uh, those are very pro uh, problematic uh, historical figures. People with something to gain from removing Hitler from power. People who rose in the ranks because they followed orders. People who didn't push back against Hitler's policies too much, or maybe even agreed with some of them. Philip Duberry said that's something that he thought about as he designed the roles for the players in Black Orchestra. Because these are very high-ranking officials, a lot of them, and, you know, they've got a lot on the line. Some of their motives are maybe less than pure, and so they're sort of thinking in terms of, you know, how they're going to end up on top at the end of this or things like that. But the, the sad truth is, is that some of the people, you know, involved are still really bad people. The fate of most conspirators in Nazi Germany was imprisonment or death. Georg Elser, whose beer hall bombing plot failed by just a few minutes, was arrested as he tried to flee to Switzerland. He was held in a concentration camp for years before being executed, just weeks before the camp's liberation. Timing was always against him. The July 20th conspirators were all executed or imprisoned. Some killed themselves rather than be captured. Many of the key figures didn't survive the first 24 hours after the coup. On the table, Black Orchestra often plays out the same way. After Jamie and Eric's assassination plots fell through, they never got another shot at it. Jamie's character was arrested twice. When Eric's character was also sent to jail, they lost the game. I don't like, there's just, we had all the stuff. It was going to happen. We're just, we're literally a couple of circles away from at least attempting the next plot. And that's what's sad. There were large organized resistance movements in basically every place that Hitler's Germany invaded and occupied, like Poland and France. 
So it might be comforting to know that there were people in Germany, too, who were willing to defy him. Black Orchestra reminds us of that fact. Getting so far along into the game and feeling so close to maybe having a successful end to Hitler, which in and of itself to have that idea to ever have had the power to take over Hitler, is just exciting. Realistically, the odds are completely against you in a situation like this. So realistically, getting to take care of Hitler, it, it would have been a beautiful thing to see, but it would have pretty much been magic. After the break, we find out more about Black Orchestra, how the game's designer questioned whether it would ever get made. That's coming up. Let's talk about Cardboard Edison. You might know us from uh, this podcast. But did you know that CardboardEdison.com has all sorts of other useful resources for board game designers? We've got a blog with links to thousands of articles that you can search through. We've done interviews and industry reports. There's a list of playtest groups, a game design checklist, and a directory of hundreds of publishers and the kinds of games they're looking for. We have a weekly newsletter that's filled with game design tips and resources. We even run an annual contest for unpublished game designs. Pretty much anything a designer could want, we've put it all together in one place. If you got an idea for a board game, check out CardboardEdison.com to get started. Tell us we sent you. That was weird, right? Black Orchestra was published in 2016 by GameSalute, now Starling Games. But before he signed a contract, Philip Dubarry wasn't sure his design would ever see the light of day. I, I just didn't think any publisher would even consider publishing it. You know, it's like I thought, well, I, you know, I've got this game. I made this game just because I felt so strongly about it. I But I couldn't imagine anybody actually publishing it. So that's sort of how I presented it. I said, well, you know, nobody wants to publish this, I wouldn't think. But I'll show it to you anyway. Assassination might be a tricky topic for any publisher to tackle. Uh, first of all, it's about murder. It's about killing somebody. And... and and that being a good thing that you're trying to do and the players are involved in actively carrying out. I mean, under almost any other circumstance, that would be not anything anybody could be associated with. But also, the game's production would be crucial. Hitting the right tone with art and graphics was essential. For a while during the final development process, the game was called Hitler Must Die, which just didn't feel quite right. I mean, we could have made this game, it could have been just like this big joke, you know, this big, oh, we're going to go get Hitler, kind of, and, and that would, I think that would not be, you know, true to the history, it would not be uh, respectful. This also factored into certain game design decisions. The first published edition gave players a score if they won, based on how quickly they succeeded at carrying out a plot. The score represented how many millions of lives they had saved. The later in the game they won, the fewer lives they saved. After that first edition, the publisher decided to remove the scale. We asked Brenna Noonan, the brand manager for Starling Games, about it, and she told us that some players thought the track was in poor taste, and the company didn't want it to be seen as gamifying a tragedy. But for the most part, Black Orchestra tackles a lot of hard issues head-on. 
That's not very common for a board game. People play games because they want to sit down, they want to be entertained, they want to not think about the real world, they want to not think about the news and stuff like that. And this game is the exact opposite. This forces you to think about all these big issues. Immersed is produced by Cardboard Edison. Find out more about the show and lots of other board game design projects that we do at CardboardEdison.com. Special thanks this episode go to our guests, Nicola Budanovich and Philip Dubarry, Jamie dooling Parelli, and Eric Harrington. Editing assistance by Eric Booth. Music credits are available in the show notes. Cardboard Edison is backed by our patrons on Patreon. Support our plans by becoming one of our patrons. You can listen to episodes before they officially release, and you can hear extended interviews with our guests, Philip Dubarry and Nikola Budanovich, only by supporting Cardboard Edison at patreon.com slash cardboard edison. I'm Suzanne Zinsley. And I'm Chris Zinsley. And join us next time as we become immersed in another game. Immersed is also sponsored by Haba USA Games, German design and quality, children's and family games that adults enjoy playing. Home of Rhino Hero, Karuba, and Animal Upon Animal. Learn more at HabaUSA.com. Smirk and Dagger Games, makers of emotionally engaging, immersive, highly thematic games that create a stir. Find out more at SmirkandDagger.com. Van Ryder Games presents... Graphic Novel Adventures, a new line of game books where you are the hero. Graphic Novel Adventures, your choices, your adventure, your story. Visit VanRiderGames.com. Formal Ferret Games, publisher of The Networks, Bad Medicine, Wordsy, and the upcoming High Rise. Go to FormalFerretGames.com for more. Indie Boards and Cards, the maker of Coup, a dystopian social deduction game of assassination, deception, and elimination. Will you be the last one standing? Find out more at IndieBoardsAndCards.com. Brotherwise Games, makers of hit games Boss Monster, Unearth, and Call to Adventure. Brotherwise Games brings everyone to the table. Visit BrotherwiseGames.com. And... Breaking Games, from strategy games like Rise of Tribes, party games like We're Doomed, and family games like Sparkle Kitty, Breaking Games has something for everyone. The best way to break the ice is through play. Visit BreakingGames.com.